Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. Making his first appearance in person since before the pandemic, it is Mayor Joe Schember of the city of Erie. Mayor, welcome. Thank you, Joel. Very happy to be here with you. It's a nice place to be talking. Yeah, I mean, we have a window on the world here. I feel yeah. like it's the Today Show. Where's Where's the little monkey? You remember the monkey? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, that's great. dating myself. That's before yeah, my too. time. Yeah. Yep. Um, so <laughs> anyway, it's been quite uh, a beginning of the new year for you because after, like, having this really kind of quiet, November and December, we hit the fir- first of the year, and we kind of got blasted with snow. Yes. Really, kind of, it really kind of put your public works folks to the test. It really did. It's been over four years since we had that kind of snow. Wow! Uh, we had two segments of it a couple of weeks apart. I think uh, public works did a very good job. I-, I know there were some people that were not happy. We got a lot of calls. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, they can't be everywhere at once. Sure. And when you get that much snow, you run out of places to put it. It's it's very challenging. I, you know, there's a lot of different uh, parts of this story here. So first off, okay, where I live, which is, is it the fifth ward that is uh, on the east side, south of 26? Yes. Okay. So I love living in the fifth ward because uh, I don't have odd even parking and, and the streets are wide enough that it pretty much never fails that I will get a blade down within eight to 12 hours wow. of, of a... So I don't know if they just know that I live there. No, <laughs> no I, I mean, I just think that they keep – I live off of Holland. Holland is, uh, is a major up uh, north-south. Yeah. So they keep that really clean and never really never fails that we at least get a blade a day and uh, on the east-west. Um, but that's a different story north of 32nd when you get into the odd even. Yes. And – the, the issue is, is that is either people can't move their cars or are, are unwilling to move their cars or they, they just kind of are playing the odds that they're not going to get a ticket. Yes. What, 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 what are your people telling you about the kind of the more inner city? Yeah, in the inner city, when, when cars are parked on bus sides especially, the plows can't go down them without damaging the cars, and they, they don't want to yeah. do that, obviously. Sure. So you know, we, we worked hard to get cars uh, cars moved. I think we towed about a hundred, mm-hmm. uh, but many more than that were moved when they saw we were out going door to door, telling them you got to move it or we're gonna, we're you know, gonna we're gonna tow it. Tow it. Yeah. Uh, also, we gave a couple hundred tickets out to cars that were illegally parked. Uh, again, it's been four years since we had a snowfall like this that mm-hmm. that really required people to park on the right side and that sort of thing. So I think we all forget about it until it happens again, and then it's like something new that we're trying to deal with. Uh, But I would just ask ask people, please try to follow the rules. And if they follow the rules, park according to the odd-even parking. Don't park in any no-parking areas, especially not in front of a fire hydrant or something like that. Uh, If people would just do that, it it would go well, I think. Let's talk about where we are here on State Street. Uh And, again, you have metered parking up and down the street. Yes. But during uh, this last snow event, well, not in in the aftermath of these snow events, literally there were places in the main drag of state where you're you're five feet away from your meter. There's that much build-up snow. Yes. So what, what is the strategy for the business district? 
Well, and again, sometimes the snow just causes some serious problems that can't be dealt with overnight or in a very yeah. short period of time. Uh, again, if people are parking on the right side of the street, that'll let us get the plowing in. And I think we have over 300 miles of streets in Erie. Yeah. And it, it's a very challenging. Our, our, uh, when we know we're getting a bad snowfall like we did twice this year, our, the schedule changes for our street plowers. We have about 20 plows and, 20, and about 40 people that drive them. And they go to 12-hour days. They right. both work 12 hours, so we're working around the clock trying to get it done. Uh, in some neighborhoods, when people are home at night, it makes it harder to plow there. Uh, that's why uh, we did take at least one weekend where we asked them to observe the odd-even parking sure. so that we could get in and get things cleaned up. And you also did some, uh, some snow removal operations where you basically are posting and saying, hey, Tuesday, you got to clear out because yes. we're going to go down the street. But back to, again, back to the central business district, literally seeing, well, this is what I encountered this week, okay? So I'm coming down. Now I've got my new commute coming north on state, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. and I'm driving my F-150, and I literally had to pull into the left lane northbound, just, uh, I don't know, by the Plymouth or something like that. Okay. Uh, you know, south of 10th, because there was a booted vehicle literally jutting about three feet into the thoroughfare. Yes. So you got a couple things going here. You got huge mounds of snow and a, a vehicle that's in violation, must have been so in violation that they got a boot. So it leads to a couple questions here, Mayor. First off, is it smart that we're booting cars during this kind of climate where, where parking is really hazardous? Yeah. Uh, I, it depends on the situation. I don't know what the okay. situation is with, with that car, but I know sometimes uh, people owe literally thousands of dollars and, you know, are just ignoring it. Shouldn't uh, we just kind of tow them out of there, you know? I think we're kind of limited in terms of our legal ability to, okay. to tow things. I think they have to be booted for a period of time, and then we can tow them. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Yes. Um, and, and what about these big mounds that are causing, causing traffic to, 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 you're really losing lanes at that point. Yeah. And you can't see either, especially near a, a crossing street. Uh, Absolutely. I know we we try to get those down as quickly as possible. We mm -hmm. work on that. Uh, like with front loaders and, and, yes. and, uh, and, uh, triaxles. I mean, are you, are you moving snow and where does it go? Yeah, Somebody we, was asking me, can you just dump the snow into the bay? No, well, no we're not allowed to do that <laughs> okay. anymore. We have to uh, okay. have a, a place, a middle of a field or someplace where it, we can Is dump that it. right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, we can't just dump it into the lake. That's not legal. It, it was at one time, but it's not anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, is that part of the regimen, uh, other you know, to try to, especially when you have all this traffic, you've got you got people in wheelchairs, you know, yeah. in, in some of that senior living and some of that affordable housing, yes. you know. I know that when we knew we were getting the second big snowfall, yeah. we spent a couple of days before that just moving snow out so we'd have room to push it somewhere to gotcha. get it off the street. Gotcha. We definitely did that. Okay. The, um, you know, here we had about three inches, not not that big of a deal after the, after the melt. But, uh, um, you know, uh, what what uh, another thing that comes up with all of this mm -hmm. is – apparatus and so i guess down in meadville they have you know like this giant uh snowblower but instead it's it's similar to when they grind up the streets uh -huh. okay it, it picks up the snow and then shoots it behind 
right into the triaxle okay. instead of like be needing a front loader to do that. Okay. I, do do we ever look at stuff like that of uh, new technologies? Yeah, I think we do look at new technologies. Whether we've looked at that or not, I'm not sure. I'd have to ask Public Works. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, and I'm not sure. I want to say I, I, I'm kind of thinking we might already have something like that. Oh, or, maybe. Or at least we've okay. been talking about doing something like that. But I'm I'm not absolutely sure of that. Yeah, I, one more thing. And, again, That's I'm okay. harping on this, but this no has problem. been the, the yeah. present deal. I noticed that in front of in front of um, City Hall, they dug out around the meters, you know. <laughs> yes. You didn't see that anywhere else. Now, is that is, – so is that the responsibility of the of the building owner that's adjacent to those meters to kind of give access? Because I just don't even – I mean, literally here, uh -huh. when the mounds were really high uh -huh. – Shaney, I saw you do it. You had to go all the way to the end of the street to walk back in the street uh, to enter yes. your car. Yes, yes. I mean, I've had to do that parking my car in different places yeah. as well. Absolutely. And, and so, I, you know, it's like not not that we're going to have people, uh, you know, dig out individual meters. Uh, this is something new for me. I haven't I haven't had to work uh, and, and put a money in a meter. Yeah. And, of course, I'm using the app these days anyway. Yes. But, but like this whole this whole thing of of downtown. Yeah. And and working downtown, it, it, there's certain challenges, you know. Definitely are, yes. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, easy. you you have, and I didn't even mention the side streets downtown. I mean, to me, State Street should look pretty sharp. Yeah. Being our main street. Absolutely. The side streets, like on 4th here, there are, you're, you know, the parking authority is probably losing three, four meter slots because there's just so much piled up snow yes. that it's into it's almost into the the driving lane yes and so it's like and again i know when you get 40 inches of snow within two weeks it's a big big deal but it make, i just want to know what the priorities were with uh with just you know like opening things up or cleaning things around meters or yeah. you know the, the central business district yeah we, you know. we always work on the main streets first, get those cleaned up and open. And we're really hoping people, you know, if they want to run out for ice cream or something, they just don't do it when there's this kind of right, stuff. There's right. no, you know, stay home unless you have to go out, especially in the first day or two after we get a big snowfall like we've had. I think it's, I think it's in the aftermath, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, as we look out onto State Street, certainly the, the main driving lanes are clear yes. and they're salted, they're treated. Thank God we can get the salt, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, typically, I mean, you can see the, the mound right across the street from us here. It, you can't park there because there's so much snow, and at some point, that that street surface needs to be cleared so that you can and, and speaking of which let's wave to public works here they're plowing and uh yeah and they're actually salting so there we go yep. all right <laughs> all right i'm gonna go to my first break here i i, I don't mean to be league no, of the issue but yeah. it's 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 interesting to me now with this with this perspective of saying, okay, these are the, these are the issues as we grow. Because right, your goal is to make Erie, especially downtown Erie, where people want to live, work, and play. Absolutely, yes. And so sure. these are the things that we're going to have to yeah. get over the hurdle, right? Yes. And my goal over the next eight years is that we have ten thousand more people living in Erie at the end of the next eight years. We'll never get a parking space, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
<laughs> Can you tell us how um, you have been able to begin this diversifying of the of the police force? Yeah, we're really proud of the fact that two of the uh, new police officers yesterday were African American. That's uh, we had only had one African American uh, in the police in my first four years in office, okay. and it was uh, we worked on it hard. It was very frustrating. What we've understood what we figured out is we have to find ways of getting more minorities to apply correct and, and then usually it takes a police officer three to six times taking the test to get up high enough to actually get hired uh you know and when i first took office my goal was you know that our police department would look like the community you know mm. anybody in the community would see somebody that looks like them on the police department. And we were getting frustrated the first couple of years because we're working and working at it, and still they're all white yeah. <laughs> that are becoming police officers. Uh, so then we, sh we shifted our focus. We realized maybe we're looking at it wrong. We, first thing is we got to get more minorities interested in becoming policemen, being willing to take the physical test and the written test, score well enough to become a police officer. So Michael Outlaw kind of led that effort, and we set a goal that we wanted at least, I think it was about, I think our goal was like 18% of people taking the test would be minorities or women too, because we have very few women police officers. Right. Uh, we got it up last year, I believe, to like 29% or minorities or women. And we're, we got a, a test again this year. Also, the police test used to be every other year. Every We made it every year because we wanted to you know, keep turning over and, and be able to get more minorities and women and, and more just more diversity on our, our police force. So we finally starting to see the results of that this year with the, the two African-Americans that were sworn in yesterday. And uh, we're, we're going to be hiring a, a number of new policemen, I think about 21 over the next year or so. Uh, and we know we'll have at least two more hirings, large hirings this year. And uh, we're expecting a large, you know, a, a reasonable, like, rather than saying large, a reasonable amount of those will be minorities and women. Let's uh, see if we can grab a phone call here. Caller, you're live with Joel Natale and Mayor Joe Schember. Hey, good morning, Mayor. How you doing? Good. How about you? Sounds familiar. Oh, hey, I'm good. doing fine. Hey, I, I was wanting to know if you could maybe clarify something you said earlier on a much, much less rated show this morning. Uh, you made a statement that blacks don't want to be cops because the way blacks have been treated by cops. Well, that's not exactly what so, I said. I believe that's what you said, no, right? No, not exactly. I, bet some, I said some. And the number used to be higher than it is now, uh, the, the percentage. So not what all What do you mean higher? I, I'm saying that you said that blacks don't want to be cops. No, I didn't say that. Because of the way blacks have been treated by cops. That's what you said. No, I said some don't. A certain some, percentage. Okay, not all. Some. Not all blacks. I see. Okay. All right. We're, we're going to keep moving here. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Well, again, we there is this situation with, uh, with what people have experienced. You know, lived experience, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And so the, the idea of what Sergeant Lennox is doing is saying, hey, let, let's show you a different side of the law enforcement yes. than what maybe you grew up with or what was portrayed to you. Absolutely. And that's what's going to make, make it and a it's, huge difference. But in starting with the little guys, Absolutely. with the kids. Absolutely. With us adults, it's hard to change our minds about things. Yeah. But little kids are learning. They're open. They, and we're... 
Tom Lennox and his crew and about, of about 81 police and also there's some sheriff's office involved with that. Oh, that's cool. They're yeah. really changing the way these kids, and, and I have experienced that personally. The last two Decembers, I've traveled with Tom one evening, usually for three or four hours, and we go around to residences on the Lower East Side here in Erie and give them a little Christmas present. Yeah. Tom Lennox is always there, and there's usually a couple of white police officers also with him, young white police officers. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed at the relationship between Tom and the kids and the white, the white police officers. And they're just, they haven't met me, so they don't really know me. But the first year, I made a point of, we probably met with about 25 kids, and almost all minorities, and divided evenly, women, boys and girls. And once things would settle down, after they got to shake hands with the police and hug and all, and I I would always ask, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up, to the kids? 40% 40% of those kids say they wanted to be a policeman. Wow. Which I, that to me, that's a huge change coming. Those kids grow up, get through school, get out, and, and start in the workforce. Another thing that's come up uh, when, when, it, when we're talking about uh, relations with the minority community is um, the efforts by uh, Bishop Brock uh, to build that gym yes. and, and so on. What is your involvement with? Uh, with uh, what Bishop Brock's doing with the Eagles Nest and so on. Well, he has applied for ARP funding, and okay. not for the whole amount, but he's, he's getting other sources of funding as well. Sure. Uh, so we we and we have formed a group that will be looking at all the requests. I think uh, the requests for that type of thing are open till February 28th, and we're hoping in early March to get the group together. Is this targeted to the minority communities? This particular bucket? I, I would say primarily yes. Okay. Help, cool. Help minorities. Mm-hmm. Yes, and. Uh, so, so we will be meeting uh, in early March to decide, and city council has actually already approved his request, Okay. but now they have to approve the funding as well. So gotcha. we hope to be back with them it, probably the second meeting in March, I think it's March 16th, uh, with all, all the use of all that funds, uh, and Bishop Brock should be in that. This has got a link with the SP, uh, SCPC, uh, the Strengthening uh, Community and Police yeah, uh, SPCP, yes. Yes. I mean, explain explain the synergy with all of this. Yeah. The SPCP, again, is led by Tom Lennox. Uh, and actually, Michael Outlaw is the leader of it. Uh, right. Tom's involved. But it, it's a group we formed four years ago when I first yeah. took office. And we have a large group of minorities together. Uh, there's mm-hmm. new Americans, African Americans. There's a few whites in there. And we, we've been getting input from them. And whenever the police are going to take some sort of action, uh, they kind of run it by them if it has, it has to do with minorities to make sure that they're okay with it and to get their input and how, what's the best way for us to do this. So we were having weekly meet, or excuse me, monthly meetings with that group until COVID hit. Yeah. And now we haven't been able to meet quite as much, but I, I'm really hoping for all our sakes we can get COVID under control and start going forward with regular meetings again. My, my coverage of that SPCP, yeah. that's still the largest Zoom call I've ever had live on the radio. Wow. And that was in the middle of COVID. I mean, I was still at home, uh-huh. but we had, you know, 20 plus people on that call. Yes. You were on the call yes. and, uh, and, you know, I'm just thinking of all the different folks. And, and, and the idea is, is, you know, of strengthening those those bonds yes. so that you're building trust. Yes. And it's got to be the same thing that the PAL is doing and yes. all of these efforts. Yes. Because we're all one city, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we need to overcome that racism and prejudice that still exists in our community. Uh, just in. Most whites grow up around whites. Most blacks grow up around blacks. But 
there's, I, I think the color of our skin is a very minor difference. Uh, yeah. And uh, I've gotten to know a lot of African-Americans, a lot of new Americans very well. I go to the new American swearing in every, uh, in fact, I was at it today. There's 10 a year. And uh, we swore in 27 new Americans. And, and most of them don't look like people that grew up here. Sure. Uh, but sure. They're, they're good people. And I try to start a great relationship with them, welcoming them to the community at that meeting. They all... Usually after the actual swearing in, they all want to have get a picture taken with me, which I'm fine. Nice. And, and it, it works out really well. Mayor, I want to uh, pivot to ARP because, okay, the, the, the city's getting what? Over 70 million? Is that what About it 76 is? 76 million. Just 76. A over that. And you've already gotten um, half of it. Half of it. Yeah, the first half. We'll get the second half this summer. What are the, pri- remind me of the priorities again, because. This came up this week. We, we, okay. uh, I was covering uh, County Executive uh, Davis's press conference, and he was surrounded by township officials and borough leaders from throughout the county, uh, basically Harbor Creek and out, uh, you know, not Mill Creek or, or the city. Uh-huh. And there was a bit of complaining about um, that the priorities of the county were, did not take in, a, in, in effect a lot of the priorities of the rural areas, and uh, the Executive Davis told me, you know, the city's got their own money. Uh, we have less than the city. You know, maybe um, maybe they don't need so much of our help. So, so first off, do you are you counting on the county to kind of be one of the layers of capital? From yeah, ARP. And we haven't gotten a lot of capital you know, dedicated from them uh, based on what's been passed. And I don't know what council is going to do. Uh, Brenton needs, obviously, the support of council to make yeah. changes to what exists already. But one of the projects they are helping with us with is the renovation of Joyce Savacchio Park. And they're, uh, we're putting a couple million into that. They're putting about 500000 Okay. And I know I've been asked by the media, uh, if you don't get that money, can you still do it? I said, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do it, but we not, may not be able to do everything we had planned to do right. there. And we'll see what happens. I've, uh, I've talked to Brenton a little bit about it, and he's going to consider it. He didn't commit to anything with me, which is fine. Uh, and I, and I'm, I'm not sure exactly what he wants to do. But I would just say the city is a third of the county. Sure, sure. And, uh, yeah. you know, and... It's a place a lot of people may not live here, but a lot of people come in here and work every day. So uh, I think we, the city certainly has a right to some county funds, mm-hmm. and I, but I don't want anything beyond you what, know, what, you, what yeah. we deserve. You would think that a per capita slice would, would make sense. Let's grab another phone call here. Hey, caller, you're live with Joel Natale here on Talk Erie and Mayor Schember. Uh, good evening, Mayor. Uh, good to hear your voice. Thank you. Um, I wanted to know if um, you could tell me why the city streets department used so much salt. I mean, I don't remember that. You grew up in the area, correct? Yes, I did. Yeah, and I, 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 don't, I don't remember this much yeah. salt I don't know years if, ago. I don't know if we had this much salt or the kind of salt that we use, which isn't as bad for the environment. Uh, I know that we, we one, of the thing, one of the reasons a lot of salting went on was we were warned before the big snow happened, the two big snows. So I know one of the things they did is on the main streets, they went out and put salt down before the snow even started. And that really yeah. helped a lot to clear the streets. Yeah, yeah the pre-treating I, I really wear, works, uh, you know, if you have the... Uh, your car. Oh, my God. My, my car is falling apart underneath uh, my feet. Yeah. Um, I wonder, if, is there a liability issue here? Because I know that, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, 
uh, frivolous lawsuits toward, I know your Snyder advertises, if you have a problem with a road situation, call in my office and all this and that. I mean, I, I really don't remember this much salt where the, it's, it's, there's so much in after, uh, after the snow melts, you get cars going down, uh, well, at least, well, that's Tulsi, but some streets, and it's like a cloud of white behind them. Man, oh man, is that absolutely necessary? I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. The streets are very white Crazy. too when, once the snow's gone. Yeah. But, and again, I think it's a much safer form of salt than would have been used in the past, and I, I don't think it's hurting the cars. Thanks so much, caller. Appreciate uh, it. All righty. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, yeah, we have more tools. I mean, yes. certainly the the state uses brine. I don't know if that's a uh, uh, that comes in, in, involved in the yes. city here, but uh, like we just saw, I, I mean, it's it's slick out there. Yes, it is, and it's the temperature uh, is such that we need we need that treatment. And uh, if anything, I feel like uh, I, well, I'll just I was I was telling this to um, uh, John Stalin from Channel Twelve. I'm like. Yeah, he's he's from Western New York. I'm like, we were on the thruway and didn't have any problems. As soon as we crossed into into Pennsylvania on 90, man, oh man, wow. the 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 lack of treatment and and the amount of snow that we encountered was like night and day. And he wow. said, well, sometimes it's like a weather wall. We just get a lot more yeah. uh, a lot more snow. But in the in in the city here, um, yeah, I'm sure they're they're not throwing down salt for nobody's sake but yes. uh, yeah, yeah there's um and you have you have a there's a there's prosecutor there's immunities that are involved i would think as well yes let's get back to arp um okay. the the idea of uh y you know of what your what your plans are and i wanted to ask about some of the things that are coming under uh, scrutiny at the county level to see if the city also is providing a layer there. So for, for number one, is there any money in the city's budget for the community college or anything like that? No, no okay. nothing in the city's budget for that, yes. What about this uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion commission? Uh, that's a, that's a, entirely county funded, but the, the city is looking at that, 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 that also. We actually hired a firm that's just starting with us now. It's going to take them about 10 months, but they're going to do a study of all city policies, procedures, and make sure there's no kind of hidden or yeah. you know, racism built into that and, and then advise us on what we should be doing. So that, that's that's more of a, you know, making sure standard operating procedures are uh, you were able to use this extra money to to fund uh, that investigation, is what you're saying? Yeah, actually, we're not using the ARP money for that. We're oh, you're using, not. We're using other funding for that. Oh, okay. For that, yes. So, so, as far as funding is, I mean, because the commission is, you know, they're talking about things like doing housing and and so on. Yes. Um, uh, that's not in in the city's purview. No, per but I, I'm sure we'll work closely with okay. them as well. I mean, we've already talked about that yeah. uh, extensively. Anything uh, with other social services? I am thinking about uh, the lack of affordable housing here, uh, and you know the social determinants of health, uh, Mayor. You know the idea of transportation and so on. Um, uh, is has that come under review, or were there any proposals at council level for things like, e you know, uh, e even even fixing up homes? You know, working with yes. code enforcement. 
to say, instead of me giving you a fine, why don't I help you with your soffit and fascia? Yes, we, we uh, moved a little over $17 million to the Department of Economic Community Development in the city. Okay. And basically that money is going to be used in that way to help people that maybe need a roof, new roof and just can't afford it. Uh, it'll also be used to take down homes that are dilapidated. I, I think so you're going to kind of juice the, the blight re yes, reduction? absolutely. Okay. Gotcha. Absolutely. Yes. Do you, where you sit on the fifth floor, do you get a sense that we're losing the battle with housing in Erie? I know that, like, we are overbuilt. I mean, at one point, we were built for 140,000 people. We have anywhere between 95 and 105, whoever you want to choose to, <laughs> <laughs> choose to uh, believe. But needless to say, there still seems to be, like, rents are really expensive. And people that can't get the credit to buy their own homes, they, re they, they really are paying a lot of money to live in Erie. Uh -huh. Now, again, it's not, it's not San Jose money. It's not uh, Pittsburgh money, but it's still expensive. Yes. Um, what, where, do, where does the city get involved in that conversation? Well, again, the ARP money uh, will, will be available, and there will be programs announced. Uh, people, we're going to help try to help people get into homes uh, and get set up there and eventually take yeah. take the home over. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're, again, that's part of that $17 million okay. that Economic Community Development is handling. And they'll be announcing programs and people can apply and, and get funding and get in and, and move forward. So. I know I know you uh, had stuff for, like, stormwater and other things uh, infrastructure-wise. Yes. In ARP. Yep. Now, what are you hearing from the Biden administration about this infrastructure money, how how big of a bucket is that going to be? And will you be able to move stuff from ARP to infrastructure? We'd like to be able to do that, depending on what the rules are. And But if we can use that infrastructure money for... Do you know what you're getting? No, I, I don't think it's been totally passed yet. The uh, I don't believe that the... No, it's Senate, passed. The Senate didn't pass it, did I, they? I thought they did, yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'm just, I mean, he's going, he was just in Lorraine saying, hey, our infrastructure bill will be able to clean up the Great Lakes. I, I, I don't think he's promoting it. He's promoting that he already passed it. Okay. I thought but I, I would have thought we would have had an allocation, not maybe not the cash yet, but at least a, a number. I, I don't think we've had any details yet. Got to get Kelly on the phone. Mike Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> you have him on speed dial, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, and in, in, in because I would think, Think that because one of the things that the that the uh, the rural uh, townships were talking about is like, we need broadband, right? Yes. They use their money, like you got your municipality money, uh -huh. they got their municipality money. They're spending their money on volunteer fire departments because that is the real felt need. Mm -hmm. But if they can get infrastructure money for broadband, or if they can get help from the county for broadband, we're in the same boat here, mm -hmm. uh, Mayor. We it's amazing that we can be in a city where most places still don't have fiber and we're in this built we're in this yeah. built environment now we have fiber here at 429 state thank goodness okay. but um, i certainly don't have access to it at my house yeah. i'm not sure you do maybe you do i don't think we do either it, it, yeah. uh, out in, in frontier okay yeah. so so yeah so like when you know how do we put the pedal to the metal on that kind of infrastructure yeah, I mean, obviously it's important. Uh, you know, 
have, getting people access with their phones mm -hmm. when they're on the street or in a sure. park, yeah. which you can in Perry Square. Obviously, right. we have that access. That was part of a, a test, which went really well. We're trying to move forward with getting that installed uh, in our opportunity zones. We have eight of them in Erie, and that's uh, that, that work is going on right now. But it's slow, and it's it seems like it's a lot of work to get because you got to get businesses to say, okay, you can mount that on uh, my property. Okay, or, yes, yeah. and, and then there are some costs involved with it too that we're still okay. working on. But you, are you pretty satisfied with your ARP strategy? I'm I'm very satisfied with it. I think it, it can make a huge difference. Uh, you know, ARP is mainly targeted at the people most impacted by COVID-19, which is minorities primarily. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and I believe we'll have a, a good amount going to that. Uh, we do have, as you mentioned earlier, about 12.5 million going towards our sewer system, which okay. is in terrible shape. Yeah. You know, at 5th and, uh, 5th and East Avenue, we had a collapse of that sewer department last year, and it cost us $1.7 million to fix that. We want to prevent that kind of thing from happening again. And of the 12 million, most of that is being spent in the inner city in Erie, which is the oldest part of the sewer okay. system and most neglected. Uh, we've just got a, a little less than uh, 10 minutes with you, Mayor. I want to pivot uh, yeah. on on some. Uh, you know, like I like to have a speed a speed round with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, you've got three new councilmen, yes. uh, council persons: uh, Chuck Nelson, Jasmine, Jasmine Flores, and and uh, Mo oh. Troop. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to get them on the air here soon. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, have you seen any pushback? With with almost half of council turning over, you know, as far as um, any any wanting people wanting to look at some of these plans that you've been making, whether it is for ARP or the water money or yeah. some of the other things, some of your other initiatives. Yeah, I've I've met with all of them back before they were actually sworn in. And, yeah. you know, had had lunch with a couple of them and, and one we just met face to face because her schedule didn't permit a, a lunch meeting. And we, we had great conversations, and I'm op open to talking. Uh, I think there has been some questioning of some of the ARP okay. funding. Uh, we, we really believe in what we're proposing here, but we're open to talking about it and, and exchanging. Uh, we really want to move forward with what we have, have in place, especially with the police, uh, which you know, we're missing things we had 30 years ago. Like we have about seven or eight uh, family disturbances every day in Erie. That's crazy. Police respond That's to that. That's a lot. Yeah. And 30 years ago, the police would respond to it, settle it down. But then there was another group that went back and worked with them and tried to prevent it from happening again. And they also worked with uh, Erie. Last year, we had about 1,100 homeless people in Erie, only about three or 400 at any given time. And, and a lot of them are maybe only homeless for a week or two, and then they, you know, they get placed somewhere. Uh, some are homeless longer, unfortunately. But so we've, you know, we've uh, tr tried to... Uh, work with them, but it's hard. I mean, again, this, this new, these new officers will be bringing in. They're actually existing officers we're going to move to this role. Okay. People we hire will be new on uh, patrol people. Uh, but they, they will also work with the homeless. And uh, the, the homeless, I think through the pandemic, they got a little more aggressive because uh, they had no place to go to the bathroom. Uh, the place they used to go were closed, that yeah. sort of thing. And they couldn't get enough to eat, uh, particularly once the weather turns bad. Uh, so again, these police officers will be working with the homeless, will work with families that, that are having some problems and trying to resolve them. And they're probably gonna save us a lot of problems going forward. Talk about the firehouses. You mentioned during your state of the city that 
that you're going to need to make investments on that. Where is that? Is that ARP money as well uh, right now, or is that other money that you have for capital improvements? I, I think we're looking for money from other places as well as. Oh, you're looking for grants, okay? Grants and the city. Some of the city's maintenance crew can do some of this work. Anything okay. they can do, we'll have them do. And uh, we're also looking for other grants. I don't believe any of the ARP money though is going to. Uh, but our firehouses, Renee and I had a tour of them uh, last summer, and I was not anticipating what bad shape we, we wow. would see them in. Like in one firehouse, uh, you know, when they get back from a fire, they're filthy, their clothes are filthy, <laughs> they have yeah. to rinse things out. But one of the firehouses, the size of their hot water tank is so small that once they kind of rinsed their clothes off, they had to wait an hour for it to heat back up so they could take a shower. Oh, you know, and then they all couldn't take a shower, you know, because there's only wow. one shower. Wow. So, yeah, there were some serious problems in our firehouses, and we got to see that, and we we want to correct it. And our goal is that by the end of this year, at least, and these, there's a lot of these problems. Yeah. Uh, there, there were seven firehouses that we visited, and each one probably had eight or nine serious problems. We... We uh, categorized them all from one to three, with one being the most serious and, and three the least. And we committed to working on all the ones this year. Okay. I want to totally pivot off of that. Okay. Um, having a conversation with um, the, the, the Democratic uh, County Chair, uh, Dr. Wirtz, uh, he was here last week, and we talked about the idea of home rule for the city. Now, back in, I think it was 77, uh, the the city actually rejected a home rule charter, huh. and uh, for I don't know what the reasoning was, but there basically was this anti home rule um, uh, cons, uh, cohort, and it was right at the time when the when the county went with home rule and they voted it in, right? And so what we have are equal dist equal districts. We have this county legislature, you know, that's run by an executive. Well, you're the strong mayor, uh -huh. but you're, you're, we don't have, we have all at large county council or city, city councilmen yes. or, and women. Yes. And the, the, the question that comes up is that very, there are, there are big chunks of Erie that are unrepresented on council. Now, again, if you're an at-large, you're supposed to represent the entire city. But to me, it, I think a couple things could happen. I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. Number one, re, redrawing the wards so that they're more, uh, you know, more population uh, neutral, right? Uh -huh. You know, figuring out, you know, if there's six wards, you, you know, you, you know, if they have each have you know, 15,000 a piece or whatever that would be, right? And then, and then having maybe a seventh council at large. Now, right now you can't do that with your third class city charter, but you'd have, you'd have to run a referendum and maybe become home ruled. But what, what are your thoughts on something like that, Mayor? That's something, I, to be honest, I haven't talked about with anybody yeah. at this point. And I know Chuck Nelson is all, you know, he keeps pushing this on me, too. Huh. So, so there is a, a, there's a contingent of younger Democrats uh -huh. that are, that are kind of digging this idea. Yeah. And I'm not a Democrat. So, I mean, That's you know, it's pretty interesting, right? Yeah, it is. Um, and and just, the, just the thought of, of the fairness thing of saying, you know what? 
I'm, I live on, on the Lower East Side. I should have representation yes. instead of everybody being from the Fifth Ward or whatever it is, or Sixth I agree. Ward. Yes, I agree. You, know, you're, you are, what, what are you, in the First Ward, basically? Is, uh, or is that the Second Ward? That's the Second Ward. That's the Second Ward, right? Yeah. First is, yeah, first yeah. Uh, So, you know, that, that, that Lower West Side is, yeah. is that. Yes. So give it some thought. All right. <laughs> I give you I give you ideas here. No, no, no. This is this has been kind of a a recurring subject of okay, how do you get? I mean, to really kind of meet some of your equity uh, goals, mm -hmm. how do you get representation in government? And again, you represent all of the people of Erie, right. so do the councilmen. But you know, there's a lot more accountability if, if that's the the person I voted for Absolutely. in my ward. That makes it makes good sense to me. I'm happy to talk more about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, and, and even if you went to nine, what do we have? We have seven council per persons now. Seven, right? yes. If you even if you went to nine, you can go one for each ward and three at large or something like that. I yeah. mean, but seven sounds plenty. I think me. it is. Yeah. <laughs> we we don't need any more council. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Six, one in each ward and one, yeah. one general. Wouldn't yeah. that be interesting? It would be. All right. Food for thought for the Thank mayor. You. Thank you. I, I, will, I will let you relax now. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to come out. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>